0: The Big Small Business Show. Proudly sponsored by MTN Business.
1: The Big Small Business Show is proudly brought to you by Saika. Choose a difference maker. Choose a chartered accountant.
0: Welcome to The Big Small Business Show, the show for all our fantastic entrepreneurs out there who are just trying to get through each week of good news, well, not so much good news, Uh, each week of bad news, Uh, trying to get through each week of load shedding and just trying to make our way every single week till month end. And just pray we can pay our rent, our salaries, et cetera, et cetera. Now, if you think I'm sounding like a doom and gloom merchant, it is because today I've changed my uh, title from uh, Entrepreneur-in-Residence to the uh, Political uh, Correspondent-in-Residence, the Crime Reporter-in-Residence. We're going to talk about something that I think is very, very important for us to talk about and to understand as entrepreneurs. It might seem some, something in the distance, but it's going to come and impact us now, and that is the concept of grey listing. Grey listing, you heard it here. So, to talk to us uh, about uh, grey listing is uh, uh, our resident uh, doom and gloom merchant, uh, Ioannita Diner. she's project director governance at Saica. She often comes on uh, our show to talk about all the negative stuff. Now and again, she brings in some good news, but unfortunately today, it's not such good news, right?
1: No, I'm not. bad, yeah,
0: bad, <laughs> bad, bad. And you know, I've seen you when you are looking like uh, the world's on 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 your shoulders, but today you really do. Let me let me read to you some uh, some um, things here. Um, Molicile Kanile, director of the Financial Intelligence Centre, says. In spite of speculation, to the contrary, South Africa is going to be greylisted because it hasn't met the requirements of the Financial Action Task Force for combating money laundering and terrorism financing. She goes on to say, I don't see us escaping greylisting at all. Once you are greylisted, the repercussions are dire. So let's, before we get into uh, what is greylisting, who is this financi- uh, the Financial Action Task Force, the FATF, who are they? FATF, yes. FATF.
1: FATF is the, the, the acronym. So they're a global, mon- um, global money laundering and terrorism financing watchdog. So they set standards. And South Africa is actually one of 37 member member jurisdictions. Or member, yeah, we're a member. We're not even a jurisdiction. We're an actual member. So we comply with them voluntarily.
0: Okay, so so why don't we just
1: <laughs> ditch them and go? <laughs> ditch them and
0: not get greylisted. Yeah.
1: So uh, if if we, I think if we were to leave them, it would actually be worse because then there's nobody that that will actually be monitoring us. So FATF evaluated South Africa in 2019, and with COVID, they didn't finalise the report until last year in November. So they evaluate us on 40 um, what they call technical competencies, our laws and uh, how we we use that. There we failed this money. We got 20 out of 40. And they also evaluated it on, on actual enforcement. There we got zero out of 11. So they're saying that we have laws and regulations, but there's no enforcement. And uh, you'll see that, I mean, the Steinhoff saga, all these things, people are saying, who's in jail? So we have the laws, but, but nothing happens. So...
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so what... Will happen if we do get greylisted?
1: Okay, so the gray listing is what they call an increased um, cooperation review. They watch you now. You're on this watch list. Um, on the grey list, Mauritius was on the grey list. Yeah, they I just recently that. came out. Yeah. So um, the cost of of um, money, lending, all that type of thing will increase. We're going to be put on a high-risk jurisdiction by the UK, Americas, whatever. So anybody that wants to do business with South Africa will think twice. So say you want to export a machine, they're going to say, well, show us this machine, because they might be worried that you're actually not buying a machine or selling a machine, it's human arms. trafficking or arms or anything yeah. else. So there's just more compliance, more costs, and, and higher risk in doing business with South Africa.
0: Okay, I'm going to carry on reading here. Um, it starts with the banks picking up suspicious transactions reporting them, she, she says. But a lot of money laundering and terrorist financing is facilitated by non-financial entities like estate agents. Mm-hmm. I was surprised to hear that. <laughs> Casinos, I sort of guessed. And attorneys mm-hmm. hmm, who have been sh- shown to be among the most vulnerable to, to such crimes, or well, are them? Why, like, estate agents?
1: So it's cash. So uh, that's why um, estate agents, account- accountants, it's coming, but estate agents and all these other entities, lawyers, um, when you go to them and you want to buy a house, they'll say to you, where did you get your money? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're very worried about these cash transactions because that's an easy way to launder money. So yeah. I come, I put it, I buy the house, in two years' time I sell the house, and the money's been washed. It's clean yeah. money.
0: Yeah.
1: So that's that's why they specifically a
0: okay. risk. Okay. Um So uh, so Olicilia uh, uh, was also asked a question. Uh, shouldn't a first world fi- financial sector like South Africa have procedures to deal with risks of money laundering and terrorist financing? And her answer was, we do, but banks need to report. If they don't report, we can't fight financial crime. But we mustn't only focus on the big banks. State capture happened in small banks like VBS Mutual Bank as well. Um, it seems like there's a very little political will to solve this.
1: I think it's a little, little too late. So, from Psycho's from perspective, we've actually been in discussions with the FIC since 2017 on what they're going to be changing. But I think at some stage, with everything that maybe the country was facing, there wasn't so much action on, on these things. Political will, I was in Parliament where the parliamentarians also said that, but why is this so urgent now? Also, maybe not always understanding the whole concept of, of grey listing. But as you mentioned there, all these other type of entities. I think that's where the high risk is. Banks are, are regulated. So the banks, you go there, they want to know your whole history. Yeah. But it's all these other little entities that weren't in this net where, where the money laundering is actually happening.
0: So I'm going to continue with uh, another quote here. The Department of Social Development has failed to regulate and monitor non-profit organizations. Quote, these are things we need to be working on because NPOs are vulnerable and can be used for terrorist financing, NPO's. (laughs) We've seen it in a number of cases where terrorist financiers open NPO's to fund terrorist activity. Mm -hmm. So now it's non-profit organizations as well.
1: Yes. So when the FATF evaluated us, they identified non-profits as one of the highest risks in South Africa. And secondly, things like trusts, and when we talk later on how it will impact businesses, we're actually going to look at, on what they are going to change. So nonprofits again, get money, uh, get Section 18A certificates, donations, whatever, and they are being used to, to for this sort of terrorist financing that they're talking about.
0: Sure. They're using it uh, every, every which way they can. Yes. Okay, okay we're going to have to take a break now, and uh, when we come back we will talk about um, how this grey listing is going to affect you and I and... Uh, Yeah, um, so please stay tuned because I think it's something that we just need to prepare for in our planning, in our thinking about taking our businesses forward. We'll be right back.